Let's talk Panasonic. Last night there were two announcements from Panasonic that I think are extremely significant. First one is there is now this kind of alliance, this, this conglomerate of three companies that are going to come together. It's going to be Panasonic, Leica, and Sigma to work on a new camera system that is going to be a full-frame mirrorless. That's number one. Number two is Panasonic announced the first two cameras they will be releasing in this. There's the S1, which is going to be a 24 megapixel camera, and there's the S1R, which will be a 47 megapixel camera. They didn't even give us all of the specs, but I can tell you now that I think this is the first mirrorless system that has come along in the last couple weeks that actually threatens to give Sony a run for their money on this in a major way. And I want to talk about that and break it down a little bit. Do you guys remember, gosh, it was a long time ago, what, like, two weeks ago maybe when Nikon introduced the Nikon Z system and then Canon had the, what was it back then? It was the Canon EOS R. I'm joking around. But anyway, both those companies announced those cameras and those were supposed to be these full frame mirrorless systems that were really going to dethrone the almighty Sony. And then they came out and it was kind of like, mm, okay. And I don't know what they're doing now because both companies have kind of gone back to the drawing board and have made announcements saying, oh, just kidding about that one card slot thing. We, we're doing the pro cameras right now. Those will be out next year. This is a weird way to introduce a camera system. I think you got to come out swinging. And I think this is what Panasonic have done. So let me break this down a little bit and let's talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it. I have been a big Sony user for years. I love Sony cameras. I use them for stills and I use them for video. I also use Panasonic and I've kind of stuck with some Micro Four Third stuff. Right now I'm filming with the Panasonic GH5 and I'm using the Vario Elmerit. 18 to 24 that is got the Leica stamp on it too. And the way those lenses are designed is that Panasonic comes up with the design. They're very Leica-esque. Leica approves them and then they come out with both companies' names on them. So what they're doing is, and this is one thing that I think is really brilliant, is a business model for Panasonic. Because when you look at Micro Four Thirds, you've got Olympus and Panasonic. The lenses are interchangeable. The mounts are interchangeable. And one of the biggest problems, if you remember Sony about five years ago, is they came out and it was really limited what your lens selection was and it took them a long time to build enough lenses to where you started to have choices. Their partnership with Zeiss helped a lot with that. And I think this is something similar going on that they're replicating now. The mount, and let's talk about that, is based on this camera which is very heavy but uh, this is the Leica SL which is on loan to me from Leica that I'm working on a review for and the camera is about two years old. It's not a bad camera. There's things I like about it, but there's things that are starting to become a little bit dated about it. The lenses on the other hand, oh my gosh, these are amazing. And so with the SL camera, I think we have a possibility now between Sigma, Panasonic, and Leica to come together to build for this camera. Now, here's the kind of weird part. And it's a little bit confusing. The SL mount is now going to be referred to as the L mount. The S has been bumped over and that's the S series from Panasonic. So S series from Panasonic, L mount, this is the Leica SL. It all comes together. Panasonic also announced that they will be designing 10 lenses for this thing over the next year. So, so by 2020, we will have 10 lenses from Panasonic. There are already eight lenses that currently exist from Leica that are ready to go now. And they, albeit a little bit expensive, they are amazing lenses. And then Sigma will also contribute to this as well. The first three lenses from Panasonic will be a 50 millimeter F1.4, a 24 to 105 millimeter, and a 70 to 200 millimeter. But that's not all. There was also another lens announced for Micro Four Thirds. This is interesting because I think that that is a gesture to show that Panasonic is still committed to the Micro Four Thirds format. We'll talk about that a little bit too, but the lens that they announced is going to be a Leica lens also. It's the Leica DG Vario Sumalux 
10 to 25 millimeter f1.7 across the board. That's a very, very big aperture for a zoom lens, particularly for micro four thirds. Now, I wanna talk about that a little bit too, because this is significant, that even though Panasonic have been involved with micro four thirds for a number of years now, they've done very well with that system, considering that sensor is in bad need of an update and it has size restrictions. There's so many megapixels that you're only gonna be able to get on there. And it's just, it's small. A lot of people don't like it for that reason. And I think that's probably impacted Micro Four Thirds sales along the way. But I do like the fact that they're still committed to Micro Four Thirds. One thing that's interesting too, when we look at the specs of the S cameras, the S series cameras, so the S1, the S1R, aside the megapixel difference, they will both be capable of doing 4K 60p video, which is amazing. Uh, Sony doesn't have a camera yet that does 60p and 4K, which is pretty cool. They have the dual IS, which I have used a lot in the Micro Four Thirds cameras. It is pretty amazing. You can handhold it for video. For stills, it's just, it's unbelievable. I have another review that I've been working on. I haven't released it yet, but for the last month or so, I've had um, the Panasonic G9, which I think is one of the sleeper cameras of the year. And what impressed me the most about it is not only did they give you a gigantic viewfinder in this thing, but the IS is so good. It's like all these elements that Panasonic are looking at the Micro Four Thirds sensor and they're saying, okay, well, we're kind of limited as to what we can do with this. So what can we do to enhance things? Well, low light performance is not really optimal for Micro Four Thirds. So they have designed a dual IS system for stabilization around it that enables you to shoot at really slow shutter speeds and stay steady. And I mean, it really is some of the best I've seen. So with that attitude towards technology, bringing that over to a full frame system, I think this is where things are gonna get interesting and this is where they're going to possibly give Sony a run for their money. Sony do video wonderfully, but I think with you have the GH5 and the GH5S and Panasonic really have an edge on that because these things have dedicated features that normally are found on video cameras, but they're incorporated into this dual purpose still and video type SLR package, but there's not an SLR, it's a mirror. Actually, there's a name that they were calling it. They were calling it a slim or a slim, it was a single lens mirrorless camera whatever works, I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm actually really excited about this because even though, like I said, they haven't given us all the specs yet, if this thing does what it says it's going to do, it's about to get really interesting in the Sony world. There is one very crucial specification that Panasonic have not told us about with this camera yet, and it comes down to autofocus. Panasonic cameras, as great as they are, they rely on an older system of contrast-based autofocus. So contrast-based is usually very accurate, but it is not as fast. When you add phase detection, and most autofocus systems are some kind of hybrid between those two, but when you introduce phase detection, you get a much faster speed. Now, one of the things that you have, even with Canon, with their dual pixel autofocus, and then also with Sony, with their just phase detection autofocus, is you have the ability to have an unmanned camera when you're shooting video. They will literally do phase detection and lock on. Now, God bless Panasonic. They have done update after update with firmwares. Their autofocus has gotten a lot better, and they do the best they can with the whole DFD, the depth by defocus, the technology that they've got. But this camera needs to be phase detection. I, I, I don't know if that's something they've been stuck with with the Micro Four Thirds sensor. They've just had to work around it. But if they can figure the autofocus component out, this camera is going to be scary. That being said, with the Micro Four Thirds cameras for stills, 
The DFD is fine, their contrast-based autofocus, if you're shooting stills, or even when you're tracking a subject, they work pretty well. But to go over the top, they're gonna need to introduce phase detection. I do think they've got something going with this. It'll also be interesting to see if Leica continues to contribute mirrorless cameras. I know they're obviously going to be working with the lenses, but will we see an update to the SL? I'll do a review on the SL. I think it's a really interesting camera. And like I said, it's awesome, but there are just some things, it feels like it's about two years old, which isn't a bad thing but it'll be interesting to see what goes into this in terms of development. And another thing is a possibility is will Sigma develop a body that will go with this mount as well? Because then you start to have a lot of options. And like I said, this was the business model that helped Micro Four Thirds survive. And I think it's a really smart thing to do. If you guys haven't noticed over the last couple weeks, I mean, it's just camera report after camera report. I have never seen this in our industry before. It's obviously very competitive and a lot of money is being thrown at development of new camera systems. So it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of all this. Would love to know what you guys think. Do you think that there's no way Sony's ever going to be beat? Do you think this Panasonic thing has a chance? Maybe the Canon and Nikon systems are for you. Let me know down below. Can't wait to get talking about photography again, but this has been another camera announcement kind of thing. I'll see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.